Here we go. Are we live? We're live. All right. Welcome to Walleye Talk. We were sitting outside <sighs> of Dan Ryan's house. Just trying to be courteous to Grandma and the kiddo. It is, uh, it's the summer that just won't quit. It's just, you know, it's just like your ass. It just won't quit. <laughs> Nobody has ever said that about I just that said part it. of my body. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're ready for cool weather. It's coming in like 12 hours. Yep. With that rain tomorrow. Um, but it is friggin' hot. And luckily we had, the, thank goodness, we've had like three or four of these. This is the first one that came with wind and hot. Mm-hmm. I would be, well, fishing would be significantly worse. Right. The last few days had we not had it blowing. Um, and I would be significantly grumpier. Had it. The lake is for sure the best place to be right now. Right. You get, you're on the water. And it really isn't that, at 11 o'clock, it really isn't that mm-mm, bad. Mm-mm. You go to load the boat, and you're like, oh, my, oh my God, God, get me out of here. Yep, that's exactly right. And on top of it, there's freaking yellow jackets everywhere. Everywhere. Taking over the county. You go to cut a fish open, they're there. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't see one before. Yep. All of a sudden, they're just all there. Yeah. And it's not like it's all over Facebook that people are dealing with. Like, it's, I don't know what if it's hot and dry that does it, whatever. And they're not super aggressive when they're on the fish cleaning board. But, like, I was on a, a little lake, and there were, there were 15 of them on the board, you know, trying to get on the fish. Right. And, like, even if they're not mad, it's hard not to put your hand on them. Right. So I have a bad habit of chopping them. If they're real close to my knife, I'll sure. just chop them. Yep. That's well, a bad habit, you think? Yeah, well, it turned out to be a bad habit because I was cleaning fish, and one half freaking stung me. Mm. <sighs> yeah. Got me. Anyway, fishing's been pretty good. It's going to get a whole lot better, and we'll talk about it in this week's episode of Walleye Talk. I'm Dan. I'm Will. What are but we before about? we go through, oh, we'll go through this, okay. I guess. You're right. You're right, Dan. We've got a review. We've got a what to look forward to. For the next six weeks, but we're doing it two weeks at a time. Yeah, we got six weeks. Most of y'all got six weeks, maybe seven weeks of walleye fishing left, and we should be pounding on them. But we're going to do it, do it a little differently, probably in two-week segments. So that's how we'll talk about it. Uh, we get a Groundhog Day, a weekend preview, and then we'll get out of here. Let's go in the AC. Sounds good. Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta-Dock.com. Porta-Dock.com. Find your local Porta-Dock dealer today. Porta-Dock.com. Yep. Dan. Bober. How was your week? My week was pretty darn good. Um, I went to Lake of the Woods, if you remember. I was just getting ready to leave. I went up there with a guy named Jens Kotke. Jens is so nervous about this episode. He thinks I'm going to just <laughs> All the talk. smack talk? Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, Jens. He does all the smack talk off the air. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we went up to Lake of the Woods. I'd never fished before open water for the Warrior Boat Owners Tournament. 133 Warrior Boats. That's a good competition. Laying in the Rainy River at the same time. Pretty neat. Um, we had lots and lots of wind. I saw some things that I just I just saw some things up there that I hadn't seen before. <laughs> and it was wild. Jens is like I'll just start off with like some real good compliments. He is a f- great captain. 
he was running a 208. We were fishing out of his boat and in some wild stuff. The dude did an excellent job. And you might, like, I found myself thinking, like, I don't think I could be driving as well as him. I think he is absolutely crushing every single wave (laughs) and working really hard at it. I mean, they're big, and the consequences are pretty, like, significant if you're you're mismanaging them. And he didn't, except for one. Except for one. One time. One time. Out of three days. And he called it. (laughs) He called it a wave ahead of time. We were, like, turning the boat to run upwind in, in big stuff. And, like, the timing was just, like, incorrect. And he, I don't, I don't even know what you could have done except maybe some more throttle. But he called spear in a wave, like, a wave and a half away. He went, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spear that one. <laughs> <laughs> and we, like, settled down into it and speared it. Um, so we got the boat clean. And then uh, I had a good buddy up there who was a guide out of Ballard's, and he um, helped us find some fish right away. We chose the, you know, he gave us a few spots to try. One of them was sort of out of the wind, if you can consider what we were in out of the wind. You know, it's like the the day we were out of the wind was the roughest day I've been on Leech Lake, for sure. Wow. And we were tucking it. Um, But there were fish there. First fish we caught was a 26, and we caught a few more, trolling lead. Um, trying to figure out the kinks because neither one of us trolls a lot. Neither one of us fishes Lake of the Woods very much. And um, then the next day of pre-fishing, um, we tried to explore, and that was a bad d- decision. <laughs> 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 what happens, like, he got us there. He got us to where we wanted to be without getting soaking wet, without breaking anything, without any any like casualties, but you can't fish it, you know, like if, right. if they're, if they're six feet tall and I, that, that's no joke. If they're six feet tall, there's very few things you can do, especially if you're like trying to troll and you're not very good at trolling, putting yourself in that is just it's dangerous. Work. Yep. And, uh, we should have known because we got out of the gap and it was six forty-five in the morning and there were two warriors coming back in. <laughs> I, I don't think they were, you know, hitting the water at four and they'd already caught their fish. I think they had, like, made a judgment call. And the judgment call was not about getting where they wanted to go. It's about doing what you want to do when you get out there. It's a lot of expended energy. Yep. And uh, and gas. Yeah. Because it's not like you're running 45 yards. Oh, no. You're running miles. Yep. Yep, we were we had a spot we wanted to fish that was 12 miles away. That's the one we made it to, and then we had another spot that was 18 miles away. Um, we didn't even try to get there. But anyway, we went into tournament day with like okay thing. Like there's fish here. We caught you know a 26 and a couple 23s off of it pre-fishing. You hear about all these guys. They you know often that card the smallest fish is bigger than 27 inches. So right. Whatever, but. Like, I talked with Jens about it, and, like, it's very easy, especially with a trolling program, especially with a bunch of charter boats out, and especially with a bunch of, like, other warrior tournament boats out. Like, you could do some spot picking if you tried, right? Yeah. You could just chase down charter boats, and yeah, it, 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 it's not a bad way to find some fish. But I told Jens the night before the tournament, like, at some point tomorrow... I think you're going to probably want to leave spot number one, and I am most certainly not going to want to leave spot number one. 
I think that we should be on spot number one from 7 until 3.30. And I don't know if I'm right, but that's how I feel right now. Because that's the only thing we are going off of that's actually our, our right, thing. Right, right. And, you know, lots happens in a seven-hour period with fish behavior and stuff. And uh, so we fished spot number one for seven and a half hours. And we weighed 20.51 pounds and got... Well, we cashed a check. That's like the fun way to say it. Right. Yeah, we cashed right. a check. <laughs> uh, the Warrior Tournament's pretty friendly that way. We we got 39th place and cashed a check. And, uh, yeah, we're, I, we couldn't be much happier. You know, it we... Uh, For two, two and a half days of, well, really one day of true fishing. Right. That's not bad. No. Um, it was It was a lot of fun. We, we got to, by staying on the same spot, that it did hold true. Like, we caught probably 35 fish off of that spot on during the tournament day. And the, hour, the first hour and a half, we caught 15 of them. And then we went an hour and a half or two hours without getting a bite. And that was like the, are we making the right choice window? And then uh, it was like all of a sudden a bunch of giant fish started biting. We watched a guy catch a big walleye. We watched another boat lose a big walleye or lose a big fish. Jen's caught for sure at least a 43-inch pike. And then as soon as we got the baits back down, we caught a 26. And then as soon as we got them back down, we caught a 23 and a half. And uh, so, yeah, it was interesting to brand new. All of it was brand new, you know. And uh, Would you do it again? Absolutely, yep. I feel like the we didn't get to do a lot of what you could do up there. Like you can drive around and uh, look for, for big schools of fish in the mud. And we didn't even like get that opportunity. Right. You know, and neither did very many other people. And if you look at the weights, they were down. Right. Um, right. I can't remember what won it, but it was a tough bite. And a lot of that, I think didn't have to do with fish behavior. It just had to do with these guys, 133 boats out there. They didn't get to look at very much. Right. They didn't get to practice. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. wild up there, though, dude. Oh, my goodness. I think, do you know how big it is? I think it's a million acres. I have no idea. It's just a giant. It's, the scales are so, they're crazy. You have to be <laughs> careful with your map with your scales because you can be like, all right, well, we'll just go till we hit that last waypoint. And like that, neck, you know, you're, you're used to being looking at like 50 or 100 foot scales on your yeah. birds. Like, no, we're looking at 1,000 feet, dude. That thing's like <laughs> three quarters of a mile away. <laughs> But we had a great time. It was super cool to see all the the worried people together. It, the best like tournament atmosphere I've ever been around because everybody is kind of on the same team, you know. And uh, great time. Jens was a great captain. Caught a, caught a lot of nice fish. We did get a picture of that forty three, even though he didn't want it in his boat. <laughs> I made him. I made him <laughs> take a picture with it. And then got home and fishing was great. Right when I got home, um, yeah, hot. Windy, and the wind, the wind is like the determining factor. I've been weighing wind or low light, and wind is for sure more important right for now sure. than low light. Um, part of it is just your desire to be out there. Yeah. It's not all of it, but it's a part of it. Yeah. How about you? How was your week? Oh, I was gone. You called me I missed and you, you asked me if I was ever coming back. I missed you. Didn't have anyone to talk to. Yeah. Operating in a vacuum. Sorry. Yeah. All by my lonesome. I'll just echo what you were saying. Fishing's good. Um, 
catching some more on crawlers, still catching a few on jig wraps, still catching them on minnows. Um, crawlers are gaining momentum. For sure, for sure. Say? I went from having zero bites on them to, like... A couple. Yeah, yep. And it's only going to gain traction until, until crawlers just completely shut off. Yep. It's funny, like... We need them hungrier right now to, to eat, get to eat a night crawler. Right, stupid. It is weird. Whereas in the spring, it's almost like the, the opposite. Right, the feed bag's getting shut off. That's why they're eating night crawlers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they could just pack more night crawlers in their in their guts or what, or if they're so used to eating invertebrates this time of year. You know, the fish that we end up targeting that time of year when they're really chewing on crawlers, if you know, they just miss that, and their stomach just is digests them easier, or what yeah. the heck it is. I don't know. It's crazy, though. But that's coming. Um, pan fishing remains good. Got another crappie over 16. Jesus. Um, uh, it's just the one spot I've got that has really, really big ones. We've caught, like, 10 over 14 and some oh, between 15 and 16 and 2 over 16 in that one area. Wow. And uh, I'm trying not to beat it up, but I really think there's a lot bigger one out there. So I'm going to keep trying. Just go check it out every now and then. Sure. But, yeah, week's been great. It's good news. And it's only going to, yeah. We'll I feel talk like about if you, that. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that next. Let's take a break. Walleye Talk is brought to you in part by Secret Lake Tackle. You've heard a lot about them over the year. You might think that spinner season is over, but Will and I were just talking about Cast Lake MWC. And we're going to be pulling spinners. In fact, today I spent some time over some fish that I'm almost certain would have eaten a Secret Lake Tackle spinner, but I ran out of time. Nice high marks, almost certainly walleyes. I think it would have worked. So uh, they're carried exclusively at the One Stop and Full Stringer. If you're coming through Longville, stock up now. And, you know, if you don't use them a whole lot right now, great. You're stocked up for the 2022 season. Can't hurt. What are you looking forward to? Being a warrior boat owner. That's our Like making it the time when it's worth it, right? Mm-hmm. We get those super rough days, cold water. The last thing you want to do is splash your customers or yourself. Yeah. And you want to get out there. Mm-hmm. And you want to go catch them. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. It does feel like a, like a hammer without a nail through July and August, mm-hmm. you know, like cruising across these... 1,500-acre lakes. Could nice be in calm. a 17-foot tin boat. Right. Give me that 75 horseback. It's coming, though. It's coming. Any day now. Mm-hmm. Um, what we're going to do here is talk through the next six weeks of the season, and we're doing it two weeks at a time because that's the rest of the season. Six weeks doesn't sound like that much time. It isn't. And, it, and they are, I bet two weeks is a pretty good chunk of... Uh, like how they're bracketed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what's the new, next two weeks look like? We're doing this is walleyes only. We're uh, yes, we do a lot of pan fishing, but it's gonna be we're we're talking walleyes here. Gonna be focused on three, maybe maybe four lakes, all small lakes, and we're gonna go from. I don't. It's hard, hard to describe. We're gonna, we're gonna be the the main focus of this is on one lake, one of our better lakes in the fall, mm-hmm. and they're just monster schools of fish just show up on some shoreline structures. Yep, like and, 
the real question is like, where the heck have you been? Right. Where have you right. been? There, how all you, of the sudden, there's there like a billion of them on this spot. I don't. Know. And here they are. Here they are. And they're thank I, goodness. I'm just happy they thank showed up. Goodness. But th- th- these fish specifically are what we're talking about when we talk about crawlers are going to gain. Is are these fish out on this Longville Little in particular? Mm-hmm. And it's not like they're a secret. Um, anybody who's fished with Dan fishes on that spot. <laughs> Um, but that's not the only spot they show up to. No. And it, it's just fun because they're almost always eaters and they're almost always co- willing to cooperate. Yep. And that's fun. Mm-hmm. That's really fun. Yep. And it, we're also getting into the, like the big, uh, the big overlap period. The next two weeks, there'll be, you're going to catch a bunch of giant smallmouth on accident. Mm-hmm. A bunch of them. And a big the, pike. And a big pike every once in a while, especially if you put a minnow down there. It's great. It is great. Um, and, yeah, I think uh, the crawlers, rigging a crawler is probably going to be the best thing to do. Um, jig wraps would probably be doing, like, if you were out with just, if it was out, if it was just me and you, we would probably be just cruising this lake jig wrapping. Yep. Look, especially if we were looking at similar stuff, but new stuff and found fish, just jig wrap. See them. what they are. Yep, and you're going to catch catch a couple for sure off yep. of each spot with a jig wrap. Um Rigging a crawler, you know, for in a guide setting, like for sure, if you're going to drag four lines and try to do sort of a drift and a pull, drift and a pull, that's it's about be the it. only way you can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's uh, that's really all I'm looking forward to in the next two weeks is that bite starting. Yep. Then yeah. we're uh, then we're looking at what the week after Labor Day, is that what the next two weeks would be? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd be coming into the. Coming into the MWC. Yep. So we'll be on these little lakes around here still, but our hearts are going to be... Thinking about other stuff. The hearts will be thinking about the Cass Lake chain. I will say that that two-week window, too, the fish are probably going to be on the same spots, but you'll eventually, you'll like, depending on conditions, you'll start to catch fish on a jig and a minnow. Like, considerably better than a crawler. Yeah. Considerably better. Depending on the day. Right. You get a cloudy day with a little bit of cold front in it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a minnow day. Yep, and it's probably going to be like two to three feet shallower. Mm-hmm. Not always, but like they, there's likely going to be fish two to three feet shallower, and they're going to be way more cooperative than those 17 to 20 foot feet of water uh, fish. You want to know what I'm looking forward to most in that period? What? 30 mile an hour west wind. <laughs> and me and George are going to go out to Ginza Rock, and we're going to get seven bites. Yeah. And they're going to be huge. <laughs> And it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> in anywhere from nine to four feet of water. It's going to be great. I'm hoping for four. And I'll get a call. Or I'll send these pictures to Dan, and Dan will send me a picture of 47 walleyes. And I'll still have a better day. <laughs> I'll only have seven bites, but my day was way more enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. And there's probably also in my picture like 13 crappies mixed into probably the so. 47 walleyes. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we caught big ones in shallow water hey, and a jig I, and a minnow. I'm not disagreeing. Oh, I'm not the best. I, I almost killed them. My my partners or my customers were probably happier, but it was a good time. Sounds nice. But that one of those days is going to happen. Oh, for sure. In, in that period, you're talking about September 1st through September 14th. Yeah, for sure going to happen. Gotcha. The biggest west wind of that. Of that period. 
they'll just start showing up. And then we've got Cast Lake MWC. We w- let's not even talk about that because these people want to know about like what they could be doing, mm-hmm. and we're doing like that's like a different thing. So then you got uh, September fourteenth through the end of September, and life is just gonna be great. That's that's when things really start to get fun. Yep, and it happens real quick and it ends real quick. Like you don't have a whole lot of time for the fall. Maybe shallow water. maybe three weeks. Mm-hmm. And the little lakes are going to be going great. They'll like, if, uh, depending on like what your boat situation is and w- what you're looking for out of a trip. Like all of the smaller Longville lakes, fishing's going to be really good on them. And uh, you could argue that that that's a more desirable experience. If you've listened to the podcast, though, this is like when Will and I shift back up to big water, and we're going to womp on them. It's going to be fun. And hopefully, because we do heavily rely on a few big schools of fish in the fall. And, you know, that, that sounds great. In the last few years, it's worked out really, really well for us. But Sometimes they don't show up. Yep, sometimes they don't show up. And then you're, you can be up S Creek uh, on Leech Lake in the fall if you don't have any mojo going. And, and then you have to heavily rely on the rocks if you don't have anything like planned out you know like if your your sand fish aren't working out then you're going to rely on the rocks and you don't know if they're in there and right you, even if they're biting okay you might you know you could check three or four spots on the rocks that they're not on and they might be on spot number five but you run out of time um the fall is it's still it's boom or bust yep it's still a, lot, a fair amount of work but uh, there's no place i'd rather be than the east side of leech launching on a pikedale lodge when they bite, boy, they bite. Oh, my goodness. And what we'll see, too, is a, is a general trend where, you know, this is the old walleye adage, you know, like if you want to catch a big fish, you put down a big minnow on a rig, right? Mm-hmm. And it's never more true than the end of September. Yeah. You want to catch a big one, put down that big creek chub, it's going to get bit by something large. Yep. Whether it's a muskie or a big pike or a big walleye. Yep. It's, it's worth it. Yep. Where this time of year, you know, you put down a big minnow, Sometimes it's a 15-inch gator or a 15-inch walleye. Right. They just their eyes are bigger than their stomachs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John McAllister, the guy who fishes the east side and is good at catching big fish, he talks about how, like in the fall, all you got to do is just find if you find fish and you fish a big minnow, you'll catch a big walleye. That's it. Um, in the spring, that's not true. You know, like you have to find big fish in the spring, and they're not necessarily mixed in. You know. Right. But in the in the fall. You just sort through, you know, and then we're talking as big as you can find sometimes. Right. Real big. Well, he uses big old sucker minnows sometimes, too, when right. he can't find good creekies right. or anything. So. Which might be the case this year. They, I almost guarantee we're going to have a, you know, like it was issue. three year, years ago, I think it was, mm-hmm. where we all we had were big fatheads and sucker minnows. We still caught a bajillion of them. Yep. It was a good time. Then the last two weeks of the, like, what most people would accept as the walleye season, um, October 1st through the 15th. I would say that's the best two-week period out there for the east side. Um, it's going to be cooler. A couple of those days we're going to get snow, and it's not going to be very comfortable. But as far as getting good fish, high-quality fish, and high-quality numbers of fish in the boat, well, no, it's not going to be the most numerous because you're – first two weeks of September are probably going to be your most numerous, but you're going to get a lot of big fish 
and it's maybe the most fun because you'll catch them the most shallow. Yes. I would say like the first week of, an, of October, that's certainly true. The, the, the latter half of this two-week period, it's, is up, it's up to Mother Nature because it can be super good. Or that one gets like it can get too cold in a day out, out mm-hmm. there. And if that happens, um, fishing usually takes a dump. And you got to think about the shallow water too. Shallow water, where these fish are feeding, is going to cool off so much faster than the deeper water. Yeah. But we have always, we got plan Bs. You know, we can make something out of nothing. I would agree. My last trip out there was, was fine. It was, it was pretty darn good. But I like, especially if you're out there a bunch of days in a row, in a row um, you get used to like a normal momentum of bites, right? Mm-hmm. And then you feel, if you're out there every day, like, okay, the momentum is slowing down. All right, it's slowing down even more. Like, and I feel like there's a point where, like, tomorrow I might not catch a walleye. Right. <laughs> and that's how it shuts off, too. Mm-hmm. You go from having a day where, you know, your slowest day of the week, I just caught eight. Right. And the next day you don't catch any. Mm-hmm. You go from 26 to eight Tonight. to zero. Yep. Just, just that fast. Mm-hmm. And if you miss it, I'm sorry. But that's... I, it, that that is totally out of any fisherman's control. Yep, that's real luxury of living in Longville, Minnesota, instead of coming up to Longville, Minnesota on a Friday night. Because mm-hmm. Wednesdays they bite. They bite real good on mm-hmm. Wednesdays. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Sorry, folks. On that note, let's take a break. <laughs> this episode is brought to you in part by the Muskie House Marine. I just got my boat. Rigged up with a Helix 10 and a Mega 360. It got put on yesterday. Nick got it, it, the parts came in. Nick got it put on in quick fashion. It was very reasonable. And I couldn't be happier. Except for one thing, but that's not a big deal. But, (laughs) yeah, I got it in for an oil change too. Got it all done at the same time. So if you have any rigging that needs to be done or if you need an oil change... You know, winterization, it's not too early to start planning. Don't do it yet, but start planning on where you think you're going to get it done. But don't do it yet, but plan it. But don't do it. What's next? Well, we might have to move the chair because I'm in the direct sunlight and it's Nigeria outside. But uh, we got a Groundhog Day. It's me to you. Oh, okay. We kind of screwed the pooch on this one, didn't I'll we? I'll say one thing about the muskie house while you're Go ahead. you're doing what you're doing. This is not a bad time to do your rigging. Like, lots of people think about um, getting their rigging done in the spring. Of course, that would be ideal, right? But maybe you get your rigging done, or maybe you put it on yourself, and maybe you're just, like, a little unhappy with one little detail of your rigging, right? Or, like, maybe you got a battery issue. This is, you're looking at, as we just discussed the best six weeks of fishing of the entire year you know like the spring fishing is great but you've just sat through a window of time where walleye fishing is just not that great right this is the struggle bus and now you get the best six weeks ahead of you why limp through on like dealing with an electronics issue when you have a dealer that has a rigging guy who is great at it and they're also maybe a little slower than than they were in the spring. They have to be a little slower. I they think are. they're awfully busy, but they're a little slower. This would be a good time to get in there and have those problems solved. And then you don't have to worry about it in March, right? You got a lot right. going on in March. 
get it solved They now. have a lot going on in March. They have a lot going on in March. Then you get, like, a graph reading perfectly, batteries that work correctly, all that stuff, through, like, when it matters, matters the most. whole bunch. Yeah. And then... One thing go, I would consider, too, if you're thinking, hey, maybe I should get that new Helix, Helix 12 put on my boat, you know, for next year. Now is the time to order it. Yeah. Get that sucker on order today mm-hmm. so it's ready by spring. Yep. And I think that's probably a wise decision from anybody who runs birds because, like, they've made the Gen 4s ready for the Mega Live. And there haven't been a lot of Mega Lives around, but you're going to be buying a unit that uh, is capable of the newest technology. I don't think there's going to be a Gen 5N next year. Maybe there is. But even if there is, you're, the Gen 4s, the ones that are going to be around from now until, well, that are around right now, they're going to be able to support the, the new transducers for Mega Live. So, now Think about time. that. Yeah. Not sponsored by Humminbird at all. This is all just us talking. We'd love to be. We want to be sponsored by Humminbird. Yeah, who, who runs Johnson Outdoors? Because I need a new advantage. I assume the guy's last name is Johnson. Mm, okay. Okay, ready? Got it? Yep. You've got the summer aim on Leech Lake, which is the second weekend in July. Okay. You have to cash a check. Not in Walker Bay. Yep, got it. Tell me how to do it. Just talk to a guy at a bar on Lake of the Woods about how to do it. <laughs> Did he do it? Yeah. He been fished the lake in, like, all year, came down here. Pulled spinners. I'm sure they weren't secret lake tackle either, so I'd have a huge advantage. Huge advantage. Imagine what you could have done. Yep. And I'd pull spinners on the main lake, uh, on main lake reefs. That's what I would do. And this is me, like, pointing Like shallow out reefs? The, the ones that top out at, like, 14. Okay. Maybe one in particular that I'm not going like to mention. Not, right a, not humps, but reefs. Because there is a general difference. Right, a hump is much smaller. I would generally agree with you, but the one I'm going to tell you when we take a break is going to be one that is called a reef, and you would probably be able to consider it a rump. Uh, A rump. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I think, like, you and I, we bail out of necessity off of leech in Mm mid-July, and uh, it's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because we've done it now year after year, and like we had, we had a little momentum up there with like a weed bite up up right. there. I spent more time up there than I have in years. Right, right. But doing one thing, it's, and, it was one. Well, yeah, one walleye thing. Right, and we bail on our like typical walleye stuff that works really good in June up there, and I don't think it just. I don't think it's gone, but we're not up there to know about it. So. Um, that's like maybe a critique to our business model is I think there's there's still some decent things going on up there mid-July on stuff we look at or similar stuff and uh, yeah. We so, just bail. Yep. So I would be pulling spinners on rocky reefs in 14 to 20 feet of water and I think it would take me three days. To cash check. Cash check. Yep. What place did you end 15th. up in? 15th. Oh, just barely cracked it. Yep. 15 out of 16. What'd you end up with? Oh, God. Let's go with 20.51 pounds. <laughs> very similar to your, uh, <laughs> very, <laughs> very similar to the, your leg of the woods. You just got one in the money. Yep. Yeah. 
20.51 pounds. Probably do it. <laughs> right. It probably, probably would. Yeah. Um, yeah, nothing real creative. Um, you don't need to be. You just got to get it done. Yep. That's it. Only took three days. Three days. That's not bad. Did you enjoy your time? I don't know if I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Like day one and day two might have been like, I hate this. I need to start golfing. And then day three is... <laughs> I've seen your golf swing. You don't need to start golfing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it. What are you? What else do we got? We got one more... Uh, oh, we got the weekend preview. We got one more we ad take, we've got we to do. We take a break, though, huh? Yeah. Moki. What? Hold spinners on Moki. No shit. He got 15th place. Good for him. I think Moki's called a reef. It is Moki reef. Definitely, like, mostly a hump. No, I'd call that a reef. Why? Because it comes up to five foot, and it's giant boulders, and it's, like, a mile long. It is not a mile long. It's freaking huge. It's not even half a mile long. Okay, Dan. What are you, a geologist? Uh, uh, not a geologist. Are you a cartographer now? Are you a cartographer now? This week's episode of Walleye Talk is brought to you by Woman Lake Lodge. Summer is just about over, folks. So if you're in the Longville area, maybe you don't have a vacation planned for staying at Woman Lake Lodge, but you can go to their gift shop. You can buy some donuts. You can talk to Jeff and Lori. You can buy some apparel. Just say hi to a bunch of nice folks. Stop in. Become part of the Longville community. Woman Lake Lodge has been a staple of the Longville community for quite a while, and a lot of it has to do with the people at the place. Family-run business, super nice folks. Go support them. I don't think this will be too redundant, but what specifically are you going to do this week? I know this sort of grouped into that other chunk we did. I'm going to do more driving for walleyes. I'm going to do less. Okay, let's bail. Like at 10 o'clock, I'm not just going to bail and go fish panfish. I'm going to keep looking for walleyes. Yeah. I'm going to keep hunting because especially with the cooler weather we've got, days are shorting, shortening up. I, I left the house at quarter to, quarter to six, and it was I hadn't turned my lights on. Mm-hmm. Like, things are shortening up. Fish are getting hungrier. And I just can't take it no more. <laughs> I can't take it no more. <laughs> I'm going to fish walleyes. Yeah. And I'm going to start... I'm going to have days where that's all I'm going to do, and I'm not going to stop. And that sounds great. It does sound great. One one focus is nice for a fishing guide. And, yeah. And uh, I feel like both of us do a nice job riding that line through through the last month of the season that we've lived through. Um, but it is for sure time to, to grind. I also feel like uh, this is the time of year where it's tough for me to predict what the weather is going to do to fish. Like, a cool down is generally good, but you would, like, Saturday. So, Saturday is post-fronty. We've got, like, quite a bit of rain tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be 69 degrees on Saturday. Today, it's going to be 92 or something. Saturday will still be good. Sunday's going to suck. I think you're I don't. I don't trust you either. I don't Why? trust me. I'm way better at this than you are. No. Yes, I am. No way. 
Yes, I am. No, dude, we hundred percent. We went through this earlier this year where you did the same thing. You said Saturday is gonna be good, Sunday's gonna suck. Or yeah, but we logic ticked out because there was there was like sixteen hours where fishing just sucked, and I was still correct because like the front half was still good of Saturday, and then it, that cold front cleared off. It was still cold, but the sun came out. And I knew that was going to happen. If you got cold weather and it's sunny, it's going to suck. All right. All I'm saying is that I think sometimes it's hard to predict this time of year when the tough days are going to come and vice versa, when the good days are going to come. And all I want from you is to say that I don't suck at that because I... No, you said you were way better at I'm it. so much better no, than you. No, the one example we're talking about, you were 24 hours off. And Maybe like, 16 hours. All right. That makes a big difference. That's mm, only Huge like two difference. guide trips. Maybe three. <laughs> Huge difference. Anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about. And all I was really saying is I don't think Will does either. No, so. I know exactly. <laughs> I, know ex- I know exactly what's going on. All the time. <sighs> um, <laughs> I don't even know where to go. Oh, man, if you... From here on out, if you are fishing with us, bring your rain gear. Expect to fish in the rain. Kind of hope to fish in the rain. Like the days of like bailing on junk weather. If you're totally. signing up with us from here on out, unless I, there's lightning bolts, we should be out there. And it's not because like we want you to be miserable. It's because fishing's probably going to be pretty good. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be at some... If you bail on me, I'm going to some access to fish that day. If I've lined up a babysitter... And it's going to be wet. <laughs> I'm going fishing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So just keep that in mind that the guide on his day off, quote unquote, is going to go fishing because that's how good of an opportunity you decided to not Just bail in. on. Yeah. It doesn't happen that often. I'm just like projecting. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of like 20, 30% chance of rain in the next 10 days. And that's just great. Just go. That just is go. great. Yep. Please go. And if you don't have rain gear, let us know. We got extra I rain gear. I can get you some we got, rain we gear. We got lots of extra rain gear. If we you're five know. foot and a half, I don't have any. But if you're 290 pounds, <laughs> I got some for you. The 290 stuff does cover the five and a half stuff. Yeah. It does. But not really. It does. It's better than the other way. I've been, you don't want you know five what I've been and a half doing? foot stuff trying to crunch over a... On guy. the collar, I just been you know, I got some rubber bands from uh, minnows. I just been putting rubber bands around them, mm. and then right around here, right around the collar, <laughs> make sure it's on there. Sometimes you got to double band them, but sure keeps them dry. Yeah, just it's, kidding, Dan. I, I felt like it made. Sense. You know, you're full of freckles. Yeah, those my mom called them angel kisses. You, have you seen my boy? Uh uh-uh. uh never once. never seen my boy never once. Okay, well he has red hair. Oh. I'm not that far away from a redhead. Just like the opposite? No, man. Look at the beard. Look at your hair. It's brown and white. Yeah. Although maybe if you blend them, it turns kind of reddish. Baby number two. Ryan, baby number two is on the way in February. That's, That's out on the news. interwebs now. Very Hoping exciting for news. another curly redhead. I hope so. Curly redheaded girl. We're raising, if you're familiar with uh, Game of Thrones, we're raising wildlings up here. <laughs> Your kid is is a wild For sure. It, he knows five words, and his favorite one's outside. Yep. What's his name? Tormund Giantsbane? Somehow he snuck into town. 
I don't, I'm not going to go any nope. further with that. I believe you pronounced that wrong. It's actually Travis Brown. <laughs> anyway. That's it, I think, right? This has been a heck of an episode. Happy to do it. Can't wait for next week. Give us a wave if you see us on the lake.